Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew preaches from the Gospel of Mark with his message entitled, Only Believe, preached on July 23, 1995. Now, if you have your Bible, please turn to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5. I would like to speak to you on the faith of this woman with a hemorrhage, this vital faith, this living faith. And I would like to speak to you four things concerning her faith, secret faith, saving faith, public faith, and growing faith of this woman. In this portion of scripture which we have read from Mark 5, 21 through 43. We have two historical events which are related and which demonstrate that Jesus is able to save all those who believe in him. Secret faith of this woman with an issue of blood for 12 years this unclean woman. A ruler of the synagogue came to Jesus because his only daughter of 12 years of age was dying. So this most prominent person of the community, the president of the local synagogue, swallowed all his pride and came in humility in his extreme need To ask Jesus to come and pray for his daughter that she may be healed. Jesus agreed and went. It is wonderful to know that Jesus never casts out anyone who comes to him for salvation. He's a friend of sinners, he receives sinners. He came not seeking the healthy or the righteous. He came seeking the sick that he may heal them. He came seeking sinners that he may save them. And we read on his way to the ruler's house, a large crowd followed Jesus. We see always a crowd around Jesus. We see In this country particularly, especially certain churches that preach a certain type of theology, we see people are crowded. Now we must be very careful about this crowd. They want to see miracles. They want some excitement. They want to hear what this rabbi is now saying. He's a proponent of radical ideas. The crowd want to witness the conflict between this rabbi Jesus and the establishment. They are not necessarily believing in Jesus Christ. Yes, they are amazed at the authority of Jesus and his power. They love to hear stories of his powerful works. But they are not 
there to put their trust in Jesus Christ that they may be saved. But we see there came also a woman. She's been suffering from a gynecological disorder. A chronic menstrual disorder or uterine hemorrhage for 12 long years. And you know in the book of Leviticus chapter 15 beginning with verse 25 we read when a woman has a discharge of blood for many days at a time other than her monthly period or has a discharge that continues beyond her period she'll be unclean as long as she has the discharge just as in those days of her period. Any bed she lies on while her discharge continues will be unclean. Here is an unclean woman suffering for 12 years with this problem. Such a person is in a perpetual state of uncleanness. No one can touch her. Neither can she touch anyone. She is contamination. Therefore, this unclean woman was cut off from all life, family, society, and the church. She was forsaken by all. She was a social outcast. She was lonely. Doctrinally, this speaks about the total inability of man to save himself. She sought one doctor after another. Each prescribed treatment for a fee. Let me give you some treatments these doctors gave. That she must drink some wine containing certain powder. She must eat Persian onions cooked in wine. While the doctor says, arise out of your flow of blood. She was treated with sudden shock, hoping that that will stop the flow. She was prescribed to carry the ash of an ostrich's egg in a cloth. She suffered from the hands of all these quacks. Her condition grew worse, the text says, after 12 years of treatment. Not only that, she lost all her money. The quacks took all her money without helping her at all. Luke says, being a doctor, he says her condition was incurable. Yet nobody told him. Yes, the condition of sin is incurable. Nobody can heal this. Man is a sinner. He is dead. In sin and trespasses. Let's look at what Ezekiel says in the 16th chapter, verse 5 and 6. No one looked on you with pity or had compassion enough to do any of these things for you, rather, you were thrown out into the open field. For on the day you were born, you were despised. Then I passed by and saw you kicking about in your blood. 
and as you lay there in your blood, I say to you, live. And let's turn to Hosea chapter 5 and verse 13. God speaks concerning our problem, our sin problem, our uncleanness. When Ephraim saw his sickness and Judah his sores, then Ephraim turned to Assyria and sent to the great king for help. But he is not able to cure you, not able to heal your sores. It is incurable. But notice the Bible says that she heard of Jesus. Faith comes by hearing. This woman was discouraged. She was tried. Tired of all the false promises of doctors. But then she heard of another doctor. Jesus of Nazareth. She heard the news that he healed many people. That he touched lepers and made them whole. That he healed many diseases. He cast out demons. That this is a man who is able to command the wind and the sea. And the nature obey him. She heard the story. How many other people went and touched him. And was healed as we read in Mark 6 and verse 56. Faith comes by hearing. And she believed. When she heard about Jesus, she believed in him. She said to herself, and she kept on saying this, as we read in the account of Matthew, if only, if I only but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. That's faith. Yes, it is secret faith. It's concealed. Especially in view of her condition and situation. But notice it is vital faith. It's a living faith. So she came. She came, of course, from behind. In secret. But she came with determination and with purpose. She is focused and single-minded. Though unclean and contaminating all, in faith she came into the crowd. She pushed herself forward to be near him. She came from behind. She is focused. She is single-minded. She must be healed. Nobody can deter her from her purpose. Yes, it was vital faith. And so she touched him. Of course, the crowd has been touching him all the time. Luke says he was choked almost by the touching of the crowd. Crowd who is interested in something else rather than in being saved forever. Crowd who is interested in excitement. And crowd who wants to see miracles. But crowds who refuse to acknowledge that they are sinners. And they must put their trust in Jesus Christ. But she came and touched him. 
The Bible says the crowd was choking him. They were touching him. Yet the touch of the crowd was without purpose. And it was without faith. But this woman came and touched him in faith. In saving faith. And let me tell you about saving faith. Saving faith which saved her. Faith has three aspects. One is content. What is it? Jesus saves sinners. Second conviction. Jesus is able to save me, a sinner. Third commitment. I trust in him now and forever that I may be saved. Saving faith. Yes, she heard of Jesus. She believed Jesus would heal her. Through a vital contact with him. She came determined. She touched. She was healed. And she knew it in herself. Maybe you have tried many quacks. And they made your condition worse. They sucked up all your money. Your social security checks. Your retirement checks. You have sought the help of gurus from the east. And gurus from the West. You tried pleasure. You tried materialism. You tried education. You tried many religions. You probably even tried certain varieties of Christianity. I was reading C.H. Spurgeon and he tells us about six false kind of Christianity. To which I added a seventh. First he says... Dr. Sadducee. That represents a church. Liberalism. They refuse to believe in supernaturalism like the Sadducees. They don't believe Jesus is God. They don't believe Jesus is without sin. They don't believe in the virgin birth. They don't believe Jesus rose from the dead. They don't believe in heaven. They don't believe in hell. And when you go to that church, they tells you that your guilt is not guilt, but it is just guilt feeling. And they will prescribe to you this. Why don't you go and sin more? Sin openly. And you will feel better. And it is true, many, many people are going to such a church and sinning more openly. But the truth is, he is a quack. And then there is a church of legalism, doctor legality. And they would say to you, do this and do that. Don't do this. But let me tell you, no one can be justified by the works of the law. The law pronounces a curse upon anyone who depends on it. And then there is the church called doctor ceremonial. And I'm told today that there are many educated people from evangelicalism are going into this church of pomp, church of ceremony. They go through, if only you go through some ritualism, some candles, some ceremonies. You see some clergy with vestments and incense. You go into a cathedral with stained glass windows. And you use the rosary and... Begin to repeat some prayers without intelligence. Let me tell you it's a quack. 
they will suck up your money and will leave you miserable. And then there is Dr. Ascetic. Oh, they would say, I want you to fast, beat yourself, wear camel wool clothes, live in a high tower, get out of the world, don't get married, don't eat meat, eat just vegetables, and contemplate upon your belly button, and maybe you will be saved. And then there is Dr. Orthodoxy. And they are interested in believing certain doctrines. And they articulate it, they argue about it. What they require you is to give a mental assent to these doctrines. But let me assure you, doctrines do not save anybody. You must trust in Jesus Christ. Even the devil believes in orthodox doctrines. And then number six, Spurgeon calls doctor preparation. In other words, your problem is this, you are not ready yet, you see. You should prepare yourself so that you can come to Christ in a worthy and fit way. And you live all your life preparing yourself. But the preparation Jesus Christ requires is simply this. Come as sinners in humility. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. That's all the preparations you need. And then I added the seventh. Dr. Fraud charismatic. I believe God can heal people. God can do all these things even today. But there are fraud charismatic. He says, come unto me with all your money. I will suck it all up. I'll help you. And he sucks up your money and leaves you in utter misery. None of these doctors can help you. They're all quacks and frauds. Have you not heard about Jesus Christ, the Son of God? Read the scriptures, you will find him there. He knows you and he loves you. He came from heaven for you. He alone is able to save you. He is the one who said, come unto me. All you who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. I challenge all the gurus of the world to say that. No one is able to say that. Only the eternal Son of God who became incarnate and who died on the cross and buried and raised up. He is the one who is able to say that. He is the one who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the Lamb of God who taketh away all of our uncleanness, the sin of the world. Get up now, come to Jesus, have a vital contact with him. Virtue, power is flowing from him power is flowing out of him not for the crowd but for the one who will believe in Jesus Christ alone for his salvation the unbelieving crowd cannot feel his power at all the power is not directed toward them oh yes they are in the church 7,000, 8,000, 27,000 are coming 
But they are not there to believe in Jesus Christ alone and be saved. They have other purposes. They are seeking excitement. His power is directed toward you who will touch him in vital faith. It is saving faith. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. Come and touch and be healed forever. And that is the message of Jesus Christ. Yes, it is secret faith. It is saving faith. But it is also public faith. But woman, don't disappear. Now that you are healed, you must confess. You must give thanks to the one who healed you. Jesus asked, who touched me? For he knew that power went out of him to heal. He looked around in the crowd to see the woman who touched him by faith and was healed by his power. In fear and trembling, the healed woman identified herself. Don't fear woman. Don't fear man. You cannot make Jesus unclean. Jesus loves you. Hear his words of encouragement. Daughter. Daughter. From the lips of the eternal son of God. A word of love. And not a word of rejection. Not an angry word. But a word of acceptance, a word of love, a word of embrace. Yes, you have become my daughter. Everyone who received him, he gave authority to become children of God. What dignity, what love, what position. Jesus calls me daughter. I was fearing, I was trembling, I was, I came in secret, I was going to disappear in secret. But he calls me daughter. Let me tell you why he calls you daughter. Because father calls you daughter. Heavenly father calls you daughter. You are God's child now and forever. Listen to him. He says, say, cheer up. Rejoice. Now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. This is the day of your salvation. You are healed. Your sins are forgiven. Your guilt is taken away. You are clothed with Christ's perfect righteousness. Your fear is removed forever. You have been raised from the dead. Rejoice, daughter. And then he says, your faith has healed you. Hepistisus es soken say. Jesus saves, but his salvation is appropriated through faith, which the sinner exercises. But we know that even this faith is given to us as gifts. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall be saved. Notice the Greek verb expressed in perfect tense, sesokin. You are healed. And you are healed for now. And you are healed forever. That's what it means. I healed you. And you stay healed. 
for all eternity. You are healed. You are saved. Saved now and forever. Listen to him. He says after that, go into peace. Now he didn't say go into pieces. He said go into peace. Everyone who believes in Jesus Christ goes into peace. He comes out of his despair. Out of your anxiety, darkness, shame, guilt, weakness, fear. Comes out of the wrath of God and death and uncleanness. He comes out of slavery to sin. He comes out of the control of the devil. And goes into peace. The realm of peace. The kingdom of God. Which is righteousness. Peace and a joy in the Holy Spirit. Yes, he takes you, cleans you up, saves you, and introduces you into the kingdom of God. And you cannot get out of that kingdom. Into peace. The realm of peace. Peace with God. Because Christ is our peace and he secured us peace by his death on the cross. He is the Prince of Peace and he, when he says, go into peace, it means go into myself. Go into the kingdom. And the peace of God shall guard your heart and mine. This is eternal security. Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. You are saved forever. And then he says, be healthy for all eternity of this plague. From a state of sickness and misery and despair and fear and death, he makes us healthy and healthy forever. That no plague is able to strike you again. Never you will fall back into this disease. Never you fall from grace. He who saved you, he saved you forever. He saved you forever. This plague shall not ever afflict you again. Why? Christ died for our sins. The Lamb of God, he took away forever our sins. No devil can take away your healing, your salvation. It is God who justified us. Who is able to condemn you? Yes, public faith is important. Because when you identify yourself and begin to speak with your Lord Jesus Christ, you receive full assurance. From his lips. She came out of obscurity. And secrecy. And she told. The Bible says. All the truth. We must tell all the truth. We have a story to tell. Every true Christian. Has a story to tell. It's an exciting story. It is a glorious story. It's a story that glorifies our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The only Savior. 
If you are not witnessing, if your faith is not public, let me tell you the simple reason. Because you have no story to tell. You are still in your sins. You have not been healed. You are not pardoned. You have not been justified. And you have not heard from the lips of our Lord Jesus Christ. Daughter, rejoice. Your faith has healed you. Go into peace and be healthy all of your life. That's the reason. All those who have been truly saved will tell the whole story. Their excitement is in the telling of this story and bringing glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't be a secret believer. Secret Christian is never sure of his salvation. Come out of the crowd. Manifest yourself. As a Christian, the Bible says you are the light of the world. And you are the salt of the earth. If you have been saved. Let me tell you, when all rejected you, Jesus received you. When all called you unclean, Jesus alone cleansed you. And called you clean. He called you my daughter. Look at the book of Psalms 116. The psalm. Which says how can I repay the Lord. For all his goodness to me. I will lift up the cup of salvation. And call upon the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows. In the presence of all his people. Jesus himself said, whoever acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever disowns me before men, I will also disown him before my Father in heaven. Think about this seriously. If you have no exciting Christianity, it is because you are not saved. Or you are in such backslidden condition. That you don't even have a memory of being cleansed by the almighty son of God. Who loved you and gave himself for you. The power that healed you will power you to be his witness. For Jesus said ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be my witnesses. Number four. Growing faith. You see, when you come out into the public and begin to live a Christian life, there's no question your faith will grow. And she came forward and told her story, the whole story, beginning with his 12-year-old issue of blood. That stinking story. Story of her being cut off from all society. Story of being unclean in body and soul. Story of being demoralized by daughters. Story of her being very poor. Story of her terrible suffering. Story of her hearing about Jesus and his power to heal people. Story of her believing in Jesus. Saying, if I only touch the hem of his garment, I will also be made whole. The story of her fear and trembling. The story of her determination. Single-mindedness. Story of coming forward from behind. 
the story of her believing touch of Jesus, the story of her feeling the flow of the power of Jesus into her body, the story of her instant healing, and the fact that she knew she was healed miraculously. This story, this witness increased her faith. But let me tell you, it did something else. You remember that president of the synagogue, this proud man. But he was brought to his knees because his preteen only daughter was dying. He swallowed the pride and he came and he fell before Jesus and worshipped him and said, please come and lay your hands on my sick girl and she'll be healed. But something happened. An embassy came from his house and said, what did they say? Yes, your little girl died. Your little girl died, president, doctor, prominent person. Don't bother this rabbi, this teacher. Death is final. We are scientific human beings. Nobody can do anything about death. It is the end. Leave Jesus Christ alone. But you see, this president was listening to the story of this woman who was instantly healed. And it increased his faith. Well, he had faith that Jesus could heal the sick. But now his faith grew as well as this woman's faith grew. Now he believes what? Jesus, this Jesus, he is able to raise the dead. And in a condensed form, Matthew gives this statement. In Matthew 9, verse 18, he says, My daughter is dead, but you come and lay a hand and she shall live. Your testimony matters. Your testimony matters. Certainly it gives you assurance of faith. Certainly you will hear from the lips of our Lord Jesus Christ how much he loves you. And not only that, other people will put their faith in Jesus Christ. It causes others to believe and come to be, to have greater faith. Yes, there were professional mourners being a prominent person, there were many, many professionals. According to the Talmud, if you are very poor, you should have at least two flute players and one wailing woman. But being the prominent person, you know, they had many flute and many mourners. It is like a liberal church where there is only mourning and groaning because there is no Jesus Christ preached. The professional mourners mocked Jesus, laughed at him. And, and it says because they knew this girl was dead and he says she's only sleeping. No, Jesus didn't make any mistake. What he meant is to him, death is not final. And he uses the sleeping idea in in the case of Lazarus also, he knew he was dead. Scientific people. These mourners were scientific because they saw the doctor's certified death certificate. 
Nobody can do anything about sin. Oh no. Notice what Jesus did. He threw them out. And let me tell you, Jesus receives all people who come to him in faith, but he throws out everybody who refuses to believe in Jesus Christ and bow down before him. He's the Lord, and he can throw people out. He took the parents because they believed, and Peter, James, and John, and commanded the girl to little cum in Aramaic. Little girl, I said to you, rise. And we are told the spirit came into the body. And she got up and started walking. Jesus is God. Jesus raises the dead. Remember he raised three people. One and first account is this. Just died. And then a only son. They were taking him to the grave. Remember that? And then he raised Lazarus who was dead four days. And behold he stings. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Let me tell you. Can you imagine what happened to this unclean woman who was healed? Can you imagine the joy that flooded his soul? Can you imagine how he went from that place to her house? I'm sure she ran. There is joy. There is spring on his feet. Jesus Christ saved me. She would say. Until the day she died. She would say that. Can you imagine the joy of this president of the synagogue? The only daughter, 12 years of age, probably at 13, they were going to marry her away. But all of a sudden, she is dead. Oh, such misery, such gloom. The meaning is taken away from life. But Jesus came. And the Bible says, they were amazed with great amazement. Let me tell you, salvation is such a wonderful thing that you'll be filled with great amazement. He is the resurrection and the life. No death is final before him. Jesus Christ is the Lord over death and hell. And he defeated death by his resurrection. Yes, The story of the woman's healing increased the father's faith. But the father's story of how Jesus raised up his dead daughter must increase your faith. No matter what your problem is, Jesus Christ can save you. Hallelujah. Thank God for your problem. Thank God if it drives you to the only Savior, Jesus Christ. Come to Jesus, this Jesus who heals you and saves you. He could do this because he alone died for our sins. Let me tell you, your sickness is not the problem. Your poverty is not the problem. Your mother-in-law is not the problem. Your sin is the problem, brother and sister. 
He could do this because he alone died for our sins. Sin is the problem. Jesus Christ took away our sins. Would you be like this woman coming to Jesus Christ? Like this man who swallowed all his pride. At the moment of his extreme need, he got up and went to Jesus Christ. Come to Jesus as you are, without fitness, without worthiness, with your problem. Touch him with a vital touch of faith. Let his healing virtue flows into your body and make you whole forever. Oh, it wouldn't come into an unbeliever. It wouldn't come into a doubter. It wouldn't come into the righteous. It wouldn't come in to those who think they are well. But that power will come into those who are needy enough to trust in Jesus Christ alone. And may he say to you, son, daughter, cheer up. Your faith in me has saved you. Go into peace forever. Be healed forever of this plague. Preteens, if you are 12 years of age, think about this. This Jesus Christ raised that 12-year-old girl. You should come to Jesus Christ. Adults, come to Jesus Christ. Mothers, come to Jesus Christ. President and prominent people, come to Jesus Christ. Come one and all, come to Christ, come and be healed, come and be fed, come and be saved. Doesn't the Bible say, cast your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Maybe you are saying, you know, I'm cynical. I tried all doctors. They all failed me. I have news for you. You have not tried this one. The only doctor sent from heaven for your salvation. You wasted your money and your energies and your time seeking after gurus of the east and gurus of the west. But you treated Jesus Christ with contempt. But this morning you are here. This morning you heard the word of God. This morning I want to say this to you. If you come to him in humility, in your need, knowing that nobody else can help you, if you come to him in faith, faith in Jesus Christ, he will not throw you out. He will save you. Whoever you are, if I preach Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, I ask you to come forward. Whoever you are, with whatever your problem, come. If you are backslidden from Jesus Christ many years now, there, there hasn't been any excitement. That amazing amazement is gone. You thought sin will help you. The world will help you. It may be you are like Mrs. Lord about to turn to go back into the world. I ask you to come forward and trust in Jesus Christ.
And if you never truly trusted in Jesus Christ, I ask you to come and trust in Jesus Christ. And he says he will save you. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Come unto me, he says, I'll give you rest. Look unto him and be ye saved all the ends of the earth. Maybe you are a kid. I say to you, come, come and be saved and hear from the lips of Jesus, son, rejoice. Your faith has saved. Go in peace forever. If there is a person who would dare to come to Jesus Christ and honor him and say, I believe in Jesus Christ. And be saved. And we do this. (laughs) Because. God wants us. If the president of a synagogue. The prominent community can do this. (laughs) Then you can do this. If you you need it. Come to Jesus Christ. And be saved. And if you are miserable. If you are. Feeling. Miserable. There is no sense of joy. Come to him and say, Lord Jesus Christ, fill me with thyself. Hallelujah. That I may go out of this place filled with joy. Joy that no person is able to take away from you. Come, whoever you are. I know that you must come. If you understand. If you have that vital faith. Not the crowd touch. Vital faith. Single minded. Just like this woman. I have only one purpose. To go to him. And touch him. And be saved. Just like this man. One purpose, to go to him, that he may heal me. Whoever you are, make your way. We will wait for you. Make your way. Maybe you are thinking, I hope I will, thinking that uh, hopefully he will close quickly so I can get out. Let me tell you, if the Spirit of God is speaking to you, then listen to the Holy Spirit of God. I cannot save anybody. Listen to the Holy Spirit of God. If you are happy with your life, that's fine. But if you are not, come to Jesus Christ. There is a river of life flowing out of me. Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. That's excitement, isn't it? He says, come and drink out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. That's what the book says. That's what the book says. Christianity is not some kind of a half measure that doesn't make people rejoice with inexpressible joy. There are people who ought to be coming and standing here and be changed by the Lord who said, I'll be with you. If two or three are gathered together, I'll be there with you. What is he here for? To help you 
and to heal you and to pronounce benediction upon all those who will come to him. Come and be saved. Come and be healed. Come, if Jesus Christ gives you faith, come. If the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, come. Come. We have listened to all the doctors and gurus of the world. Listen to the Spirit of the living God. Come. You may think you've been here for many years. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about what anybody else will think about you. Come. Come. And be touched by Christ. Come. And touch him by vital living faith. Hallelujah. We will wait for you. Praise you, O God. Hallelujah, Lord. Son, daughter, cheer up. Your faith has saved you. Hallelujah. Your faith has healed you. Oh, honor our Lord Jesus Christ. He waits for you. Hallelujah. Come, he says. Come. Hallelujah. Come by faith. Come with purpose. Come focused. Come with determination. Come to get out of darkness and misery and fear and hell and anxiety, and weakness. Come. Hallelujah. Praise you, O God. Praise you, Lord. Only believe. Only believe. All things are possible. Only believe. That is believing in Jesus Christ. Not in yourself. In Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for being gracious to sinners like us. You planned our eternal salvation in Jesus Christ. He said, come unto me, I will give you rest. We came and we have been saved. In Jesus' name, amen.